This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihue from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. All right, welcome back, everybody out there in listener land. This is episode 66 of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. As always, I am your host, Tucker Merrihue, and I'm here with my co-host, Steve Nassar. We've got an amazing show for you this week. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, Tucker. Good to be back on the show. Very, very excited for what we've got in store for our listeners today. We are very, very honored to have a couple of guests from out of our local area. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting conversation we have With the focus being all things Zillow, which has been a very, very hotly discussed, good and bad, but obviously there's different camps on this entire subject. And we're going to go into that and we're going to ask all the the great questions that people have been wanting to ask. So, you know, there's been a big thing in the news, obviously, lately. We're going to touch on a few things, the biggest thing being the Zillow Instant Offer Program. I think it's going to be a great show because I'm going to have you chat with our guests about the realtor side because there's been a lot of chit chat on that side. And then me being in the development investor cash buyer world, obviously got some questions on that side because it it definitely looks like it's going to continue to change the way this business is done moving forward, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but I've got some questions about that. So without further ado, Steve, why don't you introduce our guests and, and we can get the conversation rolling. Okay. Well, we have two wonderful guests, which is a little different for us, but it's very, very exciting in that they both bring a unique perspective. First of all, we've got Zillow in the house. We've got Jay Thompson. I will let you tell, Jay, your official position with Zillow. What I know is you're kind of a little bit, and you've, you've said this yourself, you, you tend to kind of be the spokesperson for the real estate industry, for better or for worse. I've seen all good from you, but in some ways you end up being a little bit of a punching bag, unfortunately, and I think you will agree with that. Yep. In fact, I even read a recent blog of yours where you you get some nasty hate mail. Pro- yeah, some hey, really nice bad intro, stuff. Steve. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Welcome, so you Jay. can maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. I mean, just in general. But and Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a former realtor. You were in the real estate industry, and you were a real estate broker. And I think you owned your own brokerage. So you have great perspective. Zillow was really smart to bring you on as somebody to help them hone the industry and understand it, and you know, shape the message and the approach of all their products towards our industry. And then we also have another real estate broker from Orlando, Florida. Her name is Veronica Figueroa. <laughs> Veronica, I've I've had the honor of meeting Veronica. Jay, I didn't get to meet you down in, nope. uh, in San Antonio when we were there. I tried to, at one of the events, I looked for you and then I got distracted with the need for another cocktail and you got left by the wayside. But, I understand. Uh, But we have been in the same places, and I belong to Premier Agent Elite. It is basically a compilation of agents around the country. Veronica also belongs to it, who partner with Zillow on a big, big level. And so I've had a lot of interactions with you there, Jay. I've often, you know, asked you questions about different things Zillow related, and you've had some great answers. Veronica, I did get to meet you in San Antonio, and you were on the stage. I think you play a huge role with your partnership with Zillow and you're oftentimes, you know, a spokesperson from our end, you know, talking about different things going on. 
to such a point that Zillow chose you as one of their couple agents to roll out the testing of this new pilot program in your market, the instant offer that Tucker just mentioned. So without further ado, Jay, Veronica, welcome. And let's start with you, Jay. Tell us your exact position and a little bit about yourself and what you do and how long you've been doing it. Sure. Thanks for the intro first. You are correct in all accounts, basically. My title is Director of Industry Outreach, and it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. I was a used to be a realtor, and I owned my own independent brokerage, co-owned it with my wife in Phoenix, Arizona. So Zillow brought me in just over five years ago. My five-year anniversary was about two weeks ago. They brought me in really for two basic purposes. One, to sort of act as a liaison, which you were talking about, to act as a liaison between the broker agent community to get our message out. I've been called a shill and all kinds of nasty things, but really my, my job as a liaison is to try to get the correct information out there because there's like anything, we're a big giant company. We do lots of stuff and it's very easy for people to get confused about what we do. So I try to help write that confusion internally within Zillow. We have a very young workforce at Zillow. And I try to help internally, I try to help our workforce understand what it is that brokers and agents need and want and how our tools can help them better. Because selling real estate is a very different business than most people are used to. And because we have such a young workforce, many of them have never bought or sold a home. Many of them have never even spoken to a real estate agent. So the example I use is our premier agent app development team, right? This is an app that is, that is geared towards agents and brokers usage. So we have brilliant developers and coders that are working on this app, but they don't have a good feel for what it is exactly that agents and brokers need and want. So I help with things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So using the brokerage and the agent and brokerage experience to help both internally and externally help people understand what it is that we do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to be forgotten that Zillow is a technology company. I mean, yep. Zillow is hardly different than a Google, a Facebook, with the exception that their technology is based on real estate. Now, just because they're a technology industry doesn't mean they understand all the inner workings of real estate. Right. Obviously, they've learned them along the way, but by having you guys who can kind of be the translator, if you will, and I'm sure they've got far more than just you. I mean, you're the industry spokesperson, but I'm sure they have many, many people behind the scenes who are from the real estate industry and are helping them you mm -hmm. know, take that wonderful technology and translate it and formulate it so that it is in real world, real estate does have an impact and makes a difference and is a, adds value to the users. Let's jump to you, Veronica. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the business and, and maybe your association with Zillow. I have been doing real estate full time since 2004. I got licensed in 2001 and I'm Absolutely infatuated with the real estate industry. I love it. All things real estate. Started out as a regular real estate agent and then throughout the years just got into the REO world, opened up my own brokerage, worked with different companies. And then one day I just decided to open a Remax office. And my relationship with Zillow started about five years ago. I started with Zillow. I hated it. I didn't know how to convert. I didn't know what I was doing with it. And I quit. I fired them. But then I met one of what I call my unicorns at Zillow and she helped me and she taught me how to build a powerful profile and everything that I needed to do to mirror what top producers were doing within the Zillow world and it was working for them. And three years later, here I am and I feel like I'm just so fortunate to have learned from them and 
yeah, I mean, that's my Zillow story. I've been selling real estate for 15 years now, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> cool. Veronica, how many are on your team? We are 20. 20 wow. People. Okay. Yeah, you're a big team. So, okay. Well, let's talk about the new pilot program. Zillow recently rolled this out. They called it Instant Offers. It's in two test markets. One is yours, Veronica. I believe the other is Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. It has been received with what seems to me to be quite a wave of unpopularity and backlash by real estate agents everywhere. I want to add that here in our local market in Portland, Oregon, a lot of agents know that I'm closely affiliated with Zillow, do a lot with them. Obviously, they see me all over the site. I have actually had two different agents that I don't know very well. They're just one I don't hardly know at all. The other I've just kind of, you know, done a few deals over the years. Reach out to me and I have to say it was like genuine concern, like questioning, saying, you know, what is going on here? Is this something we should be worried about? And so I don't think they're alone. I've seen it on the Facebook blogs and groups. There's been articles across many different media outlets. Veronica, tell us about this program, how it works, and then maybe when she's done, Jay, chime in and tell us anything else you've got. The program is a test. For example, the results. People are hitting me up. What are the results? What are the results? It's still a test. It's only a week and a half old. We're going back and forth, seeing what's working, what's not working. But reality is what's happening is consumers are given an option to click a button and say, would you like an instant offer? At that point, they click it and they acknowledge that they are going to receive an offer from two investors and a professional CMA from a local expert. You know, I understand all the backlash. I am a real estate agent. I understand the concern that a lot of antiquated agents, what I believe are antiquated, um, are feeling. But based on what I've seen, these are either FISBOs or people who are raising their hand for the first time saying, I might be interested in finding out what my home's value is. I haven't made a decision if I'm going to sell. But in my world, it looks like the make me move meets interviewing an agent for the first time meets like, let me see what an investor is possibly going to offer me. I don't think they're at the stage of come to my house today. But what Zillow in my world is doing is giving me the opportunity that to get one step closer to saying, well, when you are ready, let's start having that conversation. Or based on their motivation, they might have to take that investor offer. It makes total sense, Veronica. I mean, basically what you're saying, and we, I'm not going to dive too deep into the investor side of the business yet because I really want to exhaust the realtor side first. But we see that a lot in our side of the business when people just because we're in the cash buying game, right? We pay cash for your house. You don't have to do anything as is, where is, take what you want, leave what you want kind of thing. But a lot of times when people just call us up and they say, hey, I need a number. What will you pay without seeing it, without walking it, without doing a ton of due diligence? You're right. A lot of those people are kind of like make me move slash FISBO slash I'm kind of dipping my toe in. And so it's hard to tell what the results are going to be of this program without a, a lengthy amount of time to see how these leads kind of mature over time. And I will say this, it's still new. There are some things we're working out, but when I see that some of these instant offers that are coming in are FISBOs that have been on Zillow and actually are part of our outbound calling that we, we do every day on Vulcan 7 for withdrawns, expireds, FISBOs. And I literally can say, oh my gosh, I actually got an instant offer from someone that we called last week that is possibly interviewing three agents this week. There's something to say about that. So they are curious or they are ready. They've been on Zillow for three, four, six months, haven't had the success. And now they are ready to talk to a real estate agent and are curious to see what an investor would offer. Do I believe this person is going to go with the real estate professional? 
Absolutely, because just two days ago, I had a conversation with them prior to even getting their instant offer request. They just didn't know that I was going to be the agent to give it to them. It's an interesting concept. It's almost like, you know, when you go fishing for leads, right, you use different kinds of bait. I mean, would you equate it to almost you're using different bait to stimulate a conversation almost? Absolutely. And Zillow's made no qualms about it. They want to generate more seller leads for agents. As the site sits now or has sat, I know this because about 70, 80% of my business comes from Zillow, and I bet Veronica is probably pretty close to that as well. That's pretty heavily weighted towards buyer business. And in this market especially, seller leads are king. So Zillow's on that, and they want to generate more seller leads. And I think that is a huge part of this program is figuring out, and like you said, Tucker, I think that was a great analogy, different bait, different types of bait different types of lures to figure out where that magic formula is where suddenly people who are early to the selling process are clicking on buttons that can introduce us as agents. Jay, what do you have to add to this? That pretty much nailed it, actually. And I'm, I'm concerned that so many agents are concerned, right? That's part of my job. What many, many agents out there seem to be missing about this whole test is how involved the real estate agent is. First of all, this instant offer is nothing new. It's new for Zillow, but there are companies out there that VCs, venture capitalists, have funded to the tune of over a billion dollars, billion with a B, that offer very similar services, open door, knock, offer pad, things like that. So these services already exist out there. We think, and we don't know yet, because the test is literally less than two weeks old, we think that there's probably a very small subset of sellers that will take a for lack of a better word, a below market offer from an investor in order to have a known closing date, a hassle-free sale. You know, I, I got assaulted online because I said something about a hassle-free sale. And some agent lit me up saying, look, we don't create a hassle. You know, you're wrong. Selling your home is a hassle, right? You got to clean it up. You've got to keep it show ready. You've got strangers walking through your home, looking through your medicine cabinets and your kitchen drawers. Sometimes um, taking some of it. <laughs> sometimes taking what they On want. Video. <laughs> um, selling a home is a hassle. There's a lot of unknowns. There's not an agent on the planet, and I can say this because I was one, that can go to a seller and say, I will have your home sold by June 15th for this price. That's just not the way it works. So we think there's a small subset of sellers that for whatever reason might need an instant offer kind of thing. And that can be, you know, someone is relocating and they, and they need to move now. Maybe they're getting a divorce. I mean, who knows what a person's reason for needing an instant offer. About to go into foreclosure. About to go into foreclosure. They've been fighting a foreclosure. Suddenly there's an auction date. Oh my gosh, you know, it's go time. We've seen that. We've seen that. It happens all the time. So we think there's a small subset of sellers that need an instant offer. As you mentioned, Steve, seller contacts are the holy grail, right? For, For any internet lead provider. That's what everybody wants. The internet, by its very nature, lends itself towards buyers, right? Because buyers can go look at houses on the internet. They can scroll through photos. They can read listing descriptions. They can click on a button and contact an agent. The internet lends itself towards buyer leads. More people, far more people, go look at homes on the internet than go look for an agent on the internet. So the seller lead is the holy grail for any, any lead provider, which is fundamentally what we are. So, yeah, that's part of it. But people need to understand, at Zillow, we test everything. We have hundreds of A-B tests running at any given moment. 
I mean, we test big things like instant offer, and we test other things like what if we move this button from this position and slide it over half an inch, you know, to the left or right, will more people click on it? If we change the button color from blue to green, will more people click on it? We test everything, and this is just a test. And there's basically three things that can happen with any test. It can succeed wildly and be implemented. It can fail miserably and be killed. And usually it's somewhere in between. And then we have to evaluate the data that comes out. We have to look at, okay, how many consumers are interested in this feature? How many are utilizing it to its fullest extent, i.e. either taking an offer from an investor or listing with an agent? So there's still so much work that needs to be done. I get why people are freaking out, but I think they're freaking out without knowing the full story. And that full story being, look, this is happening. It's going to continue to happen. VCs don't give companies a billion dollars if they don't see that there's some potential for that need out there, right? VCs are pretty smart. They're not just going to throw a billion dollars at things that, that aren't going to work. So we know there's some segment of sellers that want it. We don't know how big that segment is, which is why we're running the test. We definitely want to get agents involved because agents are our bread and butter. The thing that blows me away in some of these conversations is the Zillow wants to eliminate the real estate agent argument, which to be brutally honest is ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Why in the world would we want to eliminate our paying customers? It just doesn't make any sense. It would be like a bunch of real estate agents getting together and going, you know what, if we just got rid of buyers, then we can <laughs> do that, right? No real estate agent in their right mind is going to get rid of buyers or sellers, and we in our right mind aren't going to get rid of real estate agents. That's not what we want to do. We need real estate agents to be successful because it's fundamental business 101, right? The more successful a real estate agent is with our product, the more homes they sell, and the more money they make. And guess what happens when agents make more money on advertising? They buy more advertising, and that's what we sell. It really is that simple. Can I interrupt real quick? And yeah, just, go ahead. It's such an exciting opportunity, I think, for us agents to know that there is a need for the consumer, right? And Zillow identified it at one point. They are now offering an opportunity to figure out how can we deliver quality seller leads to agents who are really, really investing in their business and really want to service more clients. And I think that the fear of the unknown is what has all these agents so upset. But if they actually saw what I've been able to see, I can't wait till they get to see what I get to see. Like they are actually positioning the agent to win in a way where it's like it's saying the estimated commission and showing comparison to an investor offer that is significantly below market value, what I consider below market value. And it's basically winning for us. It's saying, hey, in the event that you truly do want to sell, here is an expert agent right here side by side with these investor offers. And the ones I've seen, the mock-ups plus the examples and the ones I participated, it is literally such a great opportunity for us to be exposed to so many more true sellers versus just having to go out there and, like you said, bait on these, Vol well, I use Vulcan 7 because I, we do outbound, but like, Literally, you can structure your day. You can structure your business. You can choose where to invest in if this does end up getting rolled out across the nation. Yeah, I've got a question for you, Jay, real quick. As you mentioned, and this is kind of substantiating both what you're saying, Veronica, and Steve, I know your position as well. This industry of essentially trading equity for ease of transaction, it exists, right? I've been playing in it for 15 years. You know, the offer pads, the open doors, the knock, 
Now we've got VC money behind it. Whether or not they all survive throughout the next cycle of real estate remains to be seen. But the reality is, is that it's becoming more of a mainstream option for people. It's not just looked at as, you know, some crook trying to steal your equity, right? Because there's a million reasons why people would trade equity for ease of transaction. Now, the market share of those people is very thin. It's probably one to two percent of, you know, sellers out there, or at least that's what we found. It may grow as this becomes more mainstream. But Jay, my question is for you. Was this program designed as different bait to bring in essentially more holy grail type leads, right? Seller leads, or was it designed in conjunction with that and trying to utilize what is a huge platform in Zillow to also get into what is a rapidly growing investor space and a legitimized side of this industry, which is, you know, cash offers for trading equity for ease of transaction? That's a great question. And honestly, I think it's, I think it's a bit of both. I'm not going to pretend that I was involved in the early spawning of this idea inside Zillow. I was looped in pretty early because we knew that this would be, the reception would be divisive, for lack of a better word. So I was looped in pretty early. I don't know the origins of it. That's above my pay grade, to be perfectly honest. But I think it's a combination of things. And this is something else a lot of agents don't understand about Zillow, or there's misconceptions about it. We are very, very consumer-focused. And I understand and I realize that that annoys a lot of agents when they hear me say something like that. But here's the bottom line. We sell advertising to agents, right? That's what generates 70% of our revenue is selling advertising to agents. Without a consumer audience, you have no advertising to sell. It's kind of a chicken and an egg problem, right? You focus on the consumer so that you bring consumers to the site so that they can connect with real estate agents. And so some real estate agents go, well, you should be focusing on us. We're the ones writing you checks. Why aren't you focusing on us? We are. We're not ignoring the real estate agent, but we primarily keep the consumer first. Our COO, Amy Botinsky, who's brilliant, has been on stage before, and she has said the consumer is our North Star. They drive everything we do. So I think Instant offers a couple of things. One, it's satisfying that consumer want and need. We know that some consumers want and need it. We don't know what that number is. That's what we're trying to find out. We also have an agent community to serve, the people, the agents that advertise with us. We know clearly that they would like more seller contacts. Listings are the fundamental basis of most successful real estate agents' business. So we know our advertising agents want seller contacts. So if we can create some kind of product that satisfies both a consumer need and an agent need, well, that's a big win for us because we've we've helped both sides of our business, the agent and the consumer. It's nothing more than that. It's not some evil plot. It's not some plot to drive open door out of business. We do have a big, huge audience. If I was running open door, would I be nervous that a power like Zillow is testing this? Probably. I don't think the intention at all is to drive open door and, and knock an offer pad out of business. I think it's really more just what I said, to give both consumers what some consumers are asking for and to give our advertising agents what they've been asking for. Yeah, and I wasn't insinuating you're trying to drive them out of business. They're just yeah, yeah. Right. they're new to and the just, game. They're on borrowed time and borrowed money and they have to make it pencil, right? And from what I've heard too, OfferPad is a partner with you guys, you know, on this. So that would make sense for them as well to help leverage your platform to put money to work essentially. And you guys are uniquely positioned in this, Jay, because you do have such a big base of realtors that you partner with. If somebody comes in, they're interested in an instant sale and then they change gears. Possibly they have, you know, realtor partners they're partnered with. I don't know, but they definitely don't have the the infrastructure you have. 
and the audience that you have. So you you are definitely uniquely positioned in this. It was also interesting. You talked about, you know, agents. I want to go back to one thing you were talking about, how agents are so nervous about this. I mean, as I mentioned before, I've literally had multiple agents reach out to me. And some of these agents, by the way, guys, are Zillow advertisers. I noticed that. They told me in, in some of their questions and comments. So it's not the usual suspects of agents who who hate Zillow and all things Zillow and, and don't go near it. Some of these were actual advertisers with Zillow. There's an element of insecurity. And I think these agents need to remember that the question isn't just, does Zillow want to eliminate us? The bigger overarching question is, can we be eliminated from the transaction? And they need right. to be asking that question. We've seen other industries that have been disrupted in a massive way. I mean, Uber comes to mind with the taxi and cab industry, Amazon with the book and virtually every other <laughs> merchandise good industry. But those are such different products. I mean, yeah. agents are forgetting, first of all, before you even talk about negotiations and, and managing the transaction and all the hiccups of that, you have to remember that there is literally no two identical houses on this planet. Yep. Even if it's new construction and it's the exact same floor plan and the exact same finishes, guess what? It's on a different lot. Or if it's a condo, it's on a different floor. So to ever try to automate fully the identification of property and then the execution of, hey, this one is worth exactly this much, Mr. Buyer. Let me now automate the system of making an offer, negotiating it, getting it for you at that price. I mean, I guess to be clear here, you know, if a house is on the market for 400000 is 390 a good offer? Well, how many other offers are there? And how do you automate that component? There's just so many moving parts. And then you get into the nuances of the transaction. I mean, agents... Take a deep breath and remember all that you do for your clients. And I would even wonder to myself, these agents that are insecure that they're going to be eliminated, is it possible they're not doing much? Maybe they are some of the agents who possibly aren't giving great service, aren't taking those phone calls at all hours of the day and holding people's hands and assuring them this is the right maneuver and connecting them with their contractor experts and navigating difficult situations with repairs there's no way to automate that entire process. So what you have here, the way I'm seeing it, is you have a classic and very well thought through, almost bait and switch type situation. Here's the bait. Look, you could have your home sold incredibly fast. Are you interested in that? We'll get you some bids. And by the way, we're also going to introduce you to an agent who can get you a lot more money, plain and simple. And they're going to explain that path for you. And I think most are going to take that path. We do too. We think exactly the same thing. We don't know. Yeah. That's why we're yeah. running the test to find out. But I know that there's some out there that will take the quote unquote easy path. But there are many, many more we feel that will want to talk to an agent and work with an agent. There, I don't think anybody can argue that if you put a home on the open market is the place to get the highest price for a property. I don't think anybody can dispute that. It's the definition of, of an open market. You get more eyeballs, you get more offers, you get more people interested. You're going to drive price up by putting a home on an open market. Simple fact is there's a bunch of reasons why someone may not want to deal with that. We don't know. We don't know what those numbers are. But I agree completely. I can't fathom 
real estate agents being removed completely from the transaction. Will the real estate agent's job change because of technology? Absolutely. Will it be made more efficient by it? I think so. I think that's already been proven. But the real estate transaction is way too complicated. It's too infrequent. It's too emotional. And it's too expensive to remove the human element, in my opinion, and in everybody at Zillow's opinion as well. We talk about this a lot. I share a video that our CEO, Spencer Raskoff, he did an interview with Motley Fool. I think it was four years ago now. And the title of the interview is something along the lines of why agents are worth the commission they charge, something like that. And Spencer himself said basically what I just said. We don't foresee real estate agents being removed from the transaction, at least not in our lifetimes. I don't see how you can ever fully automate and replace the human element of real estate with an app or a website. I just don't think it's going to happen. And yeah, I know travel agents said that and taxi drivers said that, but you made a great point about every home being unique. Travel and taxi rides are commoditized products, right? If I want to take a plane trip, I know I need to be in New York City on Thursday morning. Computers are very good at just crunching a bunch of numbers and saying, here's all your different flight options. Here's what they cost. And here's what time they arrive in New York. I don't really need a human being to help me with that. I can do that with a database. I don't really need a special way to get from point A to point B in Seattle when I can just pick up my phone and hit Uber or Lyft and have a car show up. That's completely different than trying to buy or sell a home. They're not even remotely related to each other. So I get the agent fear. You know, people say, well, the disruption happened to taxi drivers, the center mediation happened to the travel agent. But again, real estate is not a commoditized product, and it never will be because of exactly what you said, Steve. Every single home is different, and every single buyer is different, and every single seller is different. I want to interrupt because I just had an instant offer call me right now. It was directly from Zillow's concierge instant offer team. Right now, while you guys were on this podcast, homeowner (laughs) decided they tried to live transfer us. It didn't go through. Giving us the phone number, he wants to list his house with us. He wants to sell. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. I've got How many it. have you had, Veronica? I wanted to ask you that. How many of these leads have you had? We've delivered over 25. We have over 60 in our inbox that we are still working on. Some came over the weekend. Obviously, it was a long weekend. There are business days that they queue up. We're a little backlogged, which will be get all caught up today. But guys, it works. It works. It will work. It will position the agent in front of more opportunities. It will also what I believe, give the consumer the right and the option to make their decision. Too many agents feel that this is an agent-centric, like the industry owes them something. This is consumer-based. This should be consumer-based. Let the consumer make the decision. I believe that when we can find out what the consumer's motivation is, what they truly, truly want, they will make the decision. And it should not be the agents who make that decision. We just need to be ready to play when it's our turn. And one of the things that I wrote down when you guys were talking, I've had the privilege of going out to Zillow headquarters and I looked outside, you know, I obviously know they're right outside Pike Market. And I heard Spencer talk about that one day that when he would look at what he wanted to do with Zillow was create a consumer marketplace where they can trade and they can buy it and connect them with whether it's the person who's selling the flowers or the fish or this. And it's no different with what they're trying to do in this marketplace of connecting the consumer with who the consumer wants to work with. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, just to make a quick point too, Steve, and I'll let you jump in after that. 
you know, we talk to a lot of people. We do a lot of marketing of our own. Obviously, we're not Zillow, but we have our own platform here locally. And we our business predicates on generating seller leads. Now, we don't list them. We buy them directly. But what we've found is a very small percentage. And we've we've ratcheted it down now to target specific properties that we consider to be not retail ready. Right. And so when agents come into a house that is not anywhere close to retail ready, that's not really the product you want anyway. And I think what Zillow is going to find out is those are the people that are going to make up the small percentage that actually proceed with some type of investor offer. Everybody else that has a house that's even remotely close to retail ready, especially in this market, why would they, right? They'll trade a little bit of pain in the ass factor for a lot more money. That That's just the way it's going to work. So I, I think that, you know, just to summarize my thoughts, I think a lot of agents have really kind of freaked out for no reason that that wholesale market, so to speak, of real estate has always existed. And there's a lot of other service providers out there for it. And just because now Zillow acknowledges that that market exists doesn't mean that their job's going away. And they're not servicing those people most of the time anyway. So I, I just think that's a point that needs to be made. Great point. Veronica, what has been your encounters with the investors? Do they go to the house as well? No, not to my knowledge. Jay, is that the intention? No, I don't believe they do. The, ideally, the seller will. Uh, the seller has to go through. Uh, basically, what happens process-wise, as I understand it, is a seller goes to their own home on Zillow because Zillow has far more than just properties listed for sale. We have virtually every real every home in the country is on Zillow. So a seller basically finds their own home on Zillow. This will not work if the home is listed with an agent. Those people can't do the instant offer process. They click a button that says, I'm interested in this. And they're presented with several screens that they have to fill out. It's things like property condition. You know, when, when was the last time you, you know, the roof was updated? You know, how old are the appliances? Just that kind of the standard questions that an investor or an agent building a CMA would like to know. Then the, the seller is given an opportunity to upload photos. Right now, we don't require them to upload photos. But again, this is all part of the test. We think both the investors and the agent doing the CMA would, and the seller, consumer, would be better served if they uploaded photos. We think they're going to get stronger offers from the investors. We think they're going to get better CMAs from the agents. They'll just get a better service all around if they upload photos. At some point, would we require them to upload photos? Quite possibly. It just depends on what the data tells us. But anyway, so the seller does all this. This information then goes out to three investors plus the agent, and the investors come back and make offers. Nobody visits the house. And that's another point of contention with some agents. Well, how can I do a CMA without visiting the home? Yeah, in a perfect world, you want to be able to see the inside of the house. You want to be able to smell it. You want to be able to see what the neighbor's homes look like. But gosh, 10, 15 years ago when I sold real estate, I did CMAs sight unseen all the time. I would put a, a note in the CMA, you know, this number may change once I've been able to inspect the property, but this is my best guess without being able to see the subject property of what it may be worth. And I think sellers understand that. But to my knowledge, the investor does not ever visit the home, nor does the agent, unless the agent is asked to after their CMA is delivered. Definitely think the photos would be very, very helpful Yep. And we're going to come back to this because we're going to talk about Zestimates a bit, Jay. Well, hang on, Steve. I got one quick no, question. No, I'm not jumping over to that yet, oh, but okay. I think you guys might be onto something there with how to improve the Zestimate. We'll come back to that. Go ahead, Tucker. So in terms of the investors that participate, this is just my question. I mean, it's test market. There's only two. It's probably very much a relationship type game at this point. But what if this were to roll out on a larger scale? Is there any sort of protocol set up in terms of 
how you guys approve investors that are essentially in your pool to be able to give offers to customers that come through Zillow's platform? I don't think we're at that point yet, to be honest. We will definitely have something like that should this roll out further. I don't really know how these investors were selected for these two test markets any more than I really understand how the agents... I understand why Veronica was selected because I know Veronica. I believe what we did was we went to our business consultants, the agents' sales reps, so to speak, because they know the agents best. And we asked them for suggestions. Give us some names of agents in Las Vegas and Orlando that would be good at this. And that's where Veronica's name surfaced. And I'm sure all of the other agents that are participating in the test are equally qualified and good. I assume the same thing happened with the investors. We have lots of connections within Zillow. Lots of people know us. We know lots of people. So my assumption, and I hate to assume anything that's going to be played on the internet, but my assumption would be that we used some of those established relationships with investors to bring them into this test program. Now, when it goes out, if, if it were to go out nationwide, then clearly we would have to find some way to scale that and, and do some kind of quality check and have some checks and balances on the types of investors that are brought in. We want to make sure, again, because we are consumer-centric, we want to make sure that these investors are legitimate and have the funds to make the purchases that they're that they're offering. The last thing we want want to happen is for a consumer to say, yes, I'm interested in this instant offer, accept an instant offer from an investor, and then have the investor back out. That does not provide a good consumer experience at all. So we'll have some way of vetting the investors. I just don't know that we're, somebody somewhere is probably thinking about it, but I don't think it's been fully thought out yet. Yeah, and I figured, I just thought I'd throw it out there. It, you know, yeah, so, okay. I was going to say one last thing about your guys is talking about consumer centric, you know, along those lines, you know, it hadn't been said yet, but look, if Zillow doesn't do it, somebody else is going to, there's a, I think there's a lot of agents as we talk about this whole subject that just kind of have their head in the sand. They want things to stay the same and they want to fight change. Here's kind of the reality. I mean, Zillow, clearly we know they, they don't want to eliminate agents from the transaction nor do I think they can eliminate agents from the transaction. But but even if it was possible, is somehow agents banding together going to change that and fighting it going to change that? I mean, I guess the analogy I would say is if 10 years ago a bunch of cab drivers got together and said, hey, let's let's fight this Uber thing, how would that have worked, right? I mean, what would it have even been possible? Again, the overarching thought there is that it's not possible. And part of it too, though, I think agents think that somehow Zillow is going to become a brokerage. And I'll let you speak to this, Jay. The the thing I would say about that is, first of all, I know they don't want to. They've said they don't want to. I don't think it would be smart for Zillow to be a brokerage. Their other competitor, who, by the way, has a pretty darn good search site. I think you use it a lot, Tucker, and, and I've heard you talk about it. Redfin, they've gone down that path and I, I don't know their actual market capitalization or profit. I know it's a lot less than Zillow. And I know that they've had a lot of headaches in that process because what they have experienced is, and Jay knows this because he comes from the real estate side, there's a lot of moving parts that happen after the lead. I mean, getting the oh, yeah. lead is the first component of, of getting a commission check. But as we've discussed, there's so many more components to that. And for like a Redfin who who wants to run the entire process from stem to stern and put people on a salary, there's all sorts of other issues with, you know, the viability of the service that that provides and, and, and so on and so forth. But beyond that, 
what is interesting is Zillow has really targeted the highest and best and most profitable component of the transaction. And I'll use an analogy that I think a lot of our agents can relate to. Okay. What is more work, Veronica, to list and sell a $500,000 house or to have four referrals for $500,000 houses that you get a 25% commission on each? To list the $500,000 home. Absolutely. So from Zillow's standpoint, and you know, their return on investment probably works out to be about a 25% referral fee. If you take their average return on investment, you know, obviously it varies from agent to agent. Some are better, some are worse, but they're basically creating leads at about that percentage. And they've proven, their model has proven that is far more profitable than suddenly going and saying to themselves, hey, let's go get a bunch of offices, create a bunch of footprints, deal with a bunch of regulatory and licensing issues, manage a bunch of agents, and trying to figure out how to help them and coach them every step of the way to ensure that they close on time smoothly, don't get a bunch of terrible reviews because obviously those would be our reviews then. And now let's do that for the other 75% or so, give or take. So again, I think a big part of that is just realizing that Zillow is very, very comfortable in their space of what they're doing as being a marketing and advertising technology company. And they don't necessarily see the grass as being greener on the other side. And along those lines, I feel fortunate personally. And I think a lot of agents, rather than hating on Zillow for this, should probably feel fortunate that the 800-pound gorilla in advertising online for real estate actually wants to partner with every company. Imagine if 60% of all real estate searches were done on Redfin, how problematic that would be for other agents and other companies who now have a brick wall to the leads that are the most flowing out there. Zillow does open their doors and say, look, we just want to be the expert of this component. We want to deliver quality leads. And we've, by the way, we've done a great job of, of nailing that process and figuring it out. And then we're open to working with anybody from any company. So you guys can do your own thing. We're not involved in that process and that component of it. Nailed it. Jay, do you guys want to be a brokerage? <laughs> no, no, no. For every reason you just stated. God, just the regulatory issues alone. Okay, I had to deal with the state of Arizona when I ran my brokerage because I was in Phoenix, Arizona. The last thing I would want to do is deal with 49 other departments of real estate. Okay, what a nightmare. What a, what a freaking nightmare that is. Hats off to the Keller Williamses and the Remaxes and the big giant nationwide franchises. Those guys have a brutal job that, to be perfectly honest, Zillow wants nothing to do with. That's not our area of expertise. I walk around these halls at Zillow, and we've got about 1,500 people in our Seattle office where I sit. And these are not real estate agents. This is Selling real estate is not our expertise. Our expertise is building websites and apps and driving consumers to a platform to connect them to an agent. Our expertise is not in brokering real estate. So we're not going to, and we have invested a ton of money into this business. We're not about to just throw away the last 11 years and the literally hundreds of millions of dollars we've sunk into this and fundamentally shift our business model. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any more sense than an agent who's very good at dealing with buyers and sellers and has all their processes and tools and systems down pat going, you know what? I'm going to build a nationwide website. Okay. 
it doesn't make sense for an agent to go off and do that. And it doesn't make sense for the nationwide website to go off and sell real estate. We're, that's way outside our area of expertise, as much as it is, as much as building a national platform is for the average agent. There may be some agent out there that's a developer at heart that could build a Zillow as long as they had several hundred million dollars and 3,000 people to help them. It's just not, it's not in the cars. We don't want to broker real estate. And along those lines, I wasn't like you joked, Tucker. I mean, we, we run a brokerage here, but that's all we do. That is right. all we do. That is our laser focus, recruiting agents and managing them and their transactions. We, like Jay said, it would be horribly problematic for us to suddenly go, hey, let's go build a nationwide website while we're still doing that. I mean, we'd be yeah. spreading our focus and our attention and our resources very, very thin. So we feel fortunate to have a company like Zillow who has done that and we can tether to and benefit from what they are, are doing and laser focused on and let us do that on our end as well. Veronica, did you have something to add there? Listen, I just want to build listing team destination. <laughs> this is going to be the tool that's going to help me do so. And I'm betting on Zillow when it comes to creating opportunities for higher level thinking agents like yourself, Steve, like you mentioned in that group. What I've learned over the last few years is that real estate is bigger than what most agents see it as. And I'm banking on the opportunities that Zillow has created for us to be able to connect with consumers on a much larger scale and the power of reviews, the power of building teams. I believe in this. Cool. Hey, let's change gears real quick, guys. Talk about two other things real quick that have been in the in the news as well. So, I mean, it's kind of from a timing standpoint, Jay, it's probably been a rough month or so or two for you just because there's been a few other things in the headlines as far as Zillow that have been getting a little bit of a backlash. One of them, we're going to talk about those two, CFPB and Zestimates. Let's talk first about the CFPB. I've been hearing it a lot in our local market. There's been a lot of negative chatter with regards to CFPB and investigation by them into Zillow and their lender co-advertising arrangement. I know that you're limited on what you can say about this, Jay, because no one knows for sure. But do you think, in your best guess, and if you don't want to guess, I'll guess, <laughs> that this is more directed at the program itself by Zillow, the lender co-advertising, and how it's intended to be used? Or is the CFPB more focusing and looking for bad actors who are manipulating the program in an attempt to disguise kickbacks within it. And let me explain what I mean by that. Prospect Mortgage was one of the ones, there was a big thing, it's been huge in our market. They came out and got, got in big trouble with the CFPB because they, they were doing MSAs with real estate companies where anytime a referral would come over, some kind of cash transaction would occur through the MSA. In my best guess, it seems to me like that could happen through Zillow if an agent approached a lender and said, hey, every time I send you a client, two months later or 30 days later or 90 days later, whatever the, the term, I want an extra $500 or $1,000 of co-advertising. So if I send you three clients, it's going to be 3,000 90 days later. And then the next month, if it's four clients, it's going to be 4,000. And then if it goes down to two clients, it's going to be 2,000. It seems to me like it'd be really easy for agents and, and lenders to go down that dark path. But it would also be really easy for the CFPB to audit Zillow and look for the agents that are having 
and lenders who are having these dramatic fluctuations in their contributions and then do a quick audit of those two parties on their other end and go, oh, look at this. We can see a direct correlation between how many referrals you're getting or receiving and how much you're contributing. Do you think that's part of what's going on, Jay? You know, it very well could be. And I'm not going to sit here. I can't sit here and speculate about what the CFPB is thinking. Who knows, right? It's a big government bureaucracy. I think fundamentally, the CFPB wants to protect the consumer, right? At least that's, I think that's their stated goal and it makes sense. So my guess, and it's just my personal opinion as a, as an agent and a broker, and really not so much as a Zillow employee, I think they're looking for the bad players, which are probably out there. In, they're, they're out there in anything. We set up our co-marketing system intentionally to, to try to minimize that and avoid it as much as possible. There is a reason that the lender in a co-marketing agreement with an agent pays us directly and doesn't pay the agent who then pays us. Part of that is for tracking purposes. Can the CFPB demand to view those records? I'm guessing they probably can. I think they probably have the, the power to do that. But when we set up the lender co-marketing program, we have really good attorneys that work for Zillow. I don't know why anybody would think that we don't. We don't just go off in the vacuum and launch products like lender co-marketing without getting legal approval. Now, the problem with the CFPB right now is it's a big government bureaucracy. And as such, it moves really, really slowly. That's just the nature of the government. I'm not slamming the government or anything. It's just a big government bureaucracy moves slowly. We would love an answer. We would love a definitive answer from the CFPB this afternoon that says lender co-marketing can do this, this, and this. It can't do this and this, and it shouldn't do that, that, or that. If we got that, we would adapt the program to meet those requirements. The problem is getting that information from the CFPB. They move at glacier pace, and it's not their fault. It's just big government. You know, what is the CFPB's ultimate goal? I don't know. We'd have to ask the CFPB. We will certainly cooperate with them. We've worked with the CFPB in the past, like cooperated in some data sharing agreement. It was so long ago, I don't really remember all the specifics. So we have a good working relationship with CFPB, as any big real estate company probably does. And we'll just have to wait and see what they come up with. We think our lender co-marketing program is fully RESPA compliant. If we didn't think that, we wouldn't have launched it. But agents do need to take some responsibility too, and they have to use the system correctly. Are there agents going around under the table doing things? Could be, sure. I mean, anything can happen. And it would be easy. If that was indeed something they were looking for, it would be easy for <laughs> Zillow, like you said, if something came out in that regards, to make some adjustments to the program that made that not possible. When a lender and an agent agree to co-market together, the spend is locked for six months or a year, and it can't fluctuate. Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine, Jay, that the CFPB is just going to come out and say, no, you can't use Zillow. I mean, to do that would be have, have a larger, far larger overarching component to it of basically saying you can't co-market. And right. boy, that would be huge if they said, look, there's no co-marketing, because I mean, genuinely, the lender is on there. They are getting exposure to the consumer. Could the CFPB come back with some tweaks to the program? Possibly, possibly. But for them to say that, no, absolutely not, you can't co-advertise on Zillow, I just can't see that happening. I think a lot of the negative publicity is heightened by so many of the lenders who from my experience, don't want to spend money to make money. They, for whatever reason, they see the world as 
the glass half empty. If if I don't spend a dollar, then I keep a dollar. Versus, hey, if I spend a dollar and it makes me five, can I ever spend too much money? And so I've I've seen some of those lenders in my local market on a micro level, but I've seen them be really really happy and and trumpeting from the treetops. Hey, Zillow's bad, you know, CFPB, because they just don't want to be involved in that. They just as soon not spend the money. So I think there's an element of that happening where it's being exacerbated by lenders and some of, obviously, some of the agents that don't love Zillow as well. Some of the tweaks I could see the CFPB requiring could be the component from what I'm seeing on the site, Jay. It seems to me like the lender is not showing up on those pages equally to the agent or or agents i've heard multiple parties say that they're limiting rather than 50% 30 35 25 so it'll be interesting to see if the cfpb looks into that component and says look you know you're paying 50% but you're only showing up x percent of the time and it'll be interesting to see if an adjustment needs to be made by Zillow there in regards to whether the, the maximum amount that can be contributed or if there needs to be more exposure of the lender. There's also, you know, the other thing that I could see the CFPB doing in my personal just, you know, analyzing of this is the whole 90% five lenders. I could see the CFPB not liking that the agent who's gaining 100% of the time on these leads is only paying 10%. So even though from my experience, there's not a lot of agents out there that are getting five lenders to contribute 90%. From my experience, there's just not that many leads to keep that many lenders happy for for that much spend. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you know if Zillow, Jay, is making any proactive changes or are they kind of just sitting and waiting for the CFPB to come out with something? As far as I know, we're, we're waiting on the CFPB's response. If I were running the show, I'm not sure that I would make changes because the last thing we want to do is make changes now in two weeks, six months, six years from now, however long it takes them to come back and say, this is what you need to do. Then we got to go undo the changes that we just made. So it's really kind of just a wait and see right now. I totally get that. I think that it's a complete waste of taxpayer dollars on the CFPB's part. And I can say that because I don't have a relationship with them. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, so I won't. Let's talk real quick about Zestimates. There's been a little bit of backlash, Jay, on Zestimates. There's been a lawsuit. A real estate attorney is claiming that their Zestimate on their house is too low. It's causing them financial hardship in selling the home. In fact, Zillow CEO has recently announced a contest with a $1 million prize to anyone who can help improve the algorithm for Zestimates. Why do you think agents love to complain about Zestimates? And how much of this is a real complaint and how much is a general complaint against Zillow? I mean, is there a real issue here, Jay, and is it solvable? I don't think it's a real issue. First of all, there's a reason that it's called a Zestimate, not a Zappraisal. Okay, it's an estimate. It's not an appraisal. We say literally tens of millions of times on the website that the Zestimate is a starting point. It's not an appraisal. It's not a substitute for a real estate professional's opinion of value. That is clearly stated. Some can argue that the disclaimer is not big enough and it's not in flashing letters, whatever. It's out there and it's out there literally tens of millions of times. It's a Zestimate. It's not, it's an estimate. It's not an appraisal. It's never was intended to be. I don't think it ever will replace a professional's opinion of value. I think personally, the Zello prize, the $1 million prize, I think it's brilliant. Agents have been complaining for a long time about the Zestimate accuracy 
which has improved greatly, by the way. A lot of people don't realize this. When the Zestimate launched in 2006, the national median error rate was about 14%. Now it's down to 5%, and it will get lower. We have a bevy of ridiculously talented and smart data scientists and economists and statisticians. I'm talking uber max geeks, okay? And I say that with all due respect. These people live and breathe and eat spreadsheets, right? They are data crunchers. And that's what they do is try to improve this estimate. The Zillow Prize basically opens up that improvement to data scientists literally all across the world. I looked at the site this morning. There's a third-party site that's managing the prize for us in the contest. I believe that there was four, now 490 teams registered for the Zillow Prize. The analogy I use is almost like cloud computing, right? We can have one guy sitting at a computer hacking away on a spreadsheet trying to improve this estimate, or we can open this thing up and get data scientists all over the world hacking on the spreadsheet. Now, they don't use a spreadsheet, but I'm not an Uber nerd. But that's that's the analogy, right? Instead of one person on a computer working on proving this estimate, why not have people all over, literally all over the planet doing it? And these some of these data scientists, I assume, I mean, I don't really get what a data scientist does. They look at numbers all day and they, whatever. But having those people involved literally all over the planet I think it's brilliant. Will the Zestimate accuracy ever get to 0.0? No, of course not. There are just some things that, again, that a computer can't do. Can the Zestimate accuracy get down to 2%, 3%? I could see that happening. There's going to be a day when it's not that far away where things like through machine learning and artificial intelligence and all that kind of stuff that a computer will be able to look at a picture. And a lot of the, a lot of the issues, people say, well, the Zestimate can't see inside your home. Well, with photo recognition type of stuff, actually, it can see inside the home. It can tell if you have Corian countertops or granite or quartz. It can tell if the walls are painted purple or some trendy beige color. That stuff's not incorporated into the Zestimate yet, but it probably will be at some point. But I don't think the Zestimate will ever, or any AVM, automated valuation model, will ever replace a human being's professional opinion of value nor is it intended to. Again, there seems to be this fear out there that the machine of Zillow is going to replace real estate agents and do everything that real estate agents do. We had that conversation at the beginning. That is just not going to happen. Will the Zestimate take the place and price a home? I, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Hey, Jay, I want to jump in here real quick. I'm with you. First of all, I agree that I don't think the Zestimate across the board is that far off. I list a lot of properties and it's oftentimes really, really close. That said, I'm not a database scientist, but I will absolutely take the million dollars if Spencer wants to give it to me for this idea. But I think an algorithm is only going to get you so close. I don't think it'll ever get you to 0% inaccuracy or accuracy, whatever the case was, where you said you're at 5%, you start at 14%. I don't think it'll ever get you to 0%. I think if you were ever going to make the masses happy, which you probably can't make the masses happy regardless, but if you were ever going to get close to making the masses happy, I think there needs to be a manual override component when a homeowner feels like, hey, my Zestimate is off and it really bothers me, where they can push a button. I feel there would need to be a cost to the consumer or else it would be abused. Maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 100 bucks. I don't know what it is. Just so there's a hurdle to jump 
to ensure that it's just not frivolously done. My thought process here is if a person is getting ready to sell the house in six months or three months or a year, they're going to be willing to pay that amount in order to improve their Zestimate. So they push that button. And what happens is something almost like your instant offer. Remember we were talking about how all of a sudden now they can go through this questionnaire, they, they can send some photos. Maybe then those photos and, and that questionnaire goes to a real estate agent who now has the ability to do a quick CMA for them, looking at those photos, looking at the detail, and can make just this estimate manually with them, while also possibly getting a which is obviously something else you guys are very interested in and getting more of. So I think it's great. I agree that it's brilliant on your guys' part to put a million dollar prize out there. One, because you're probably going to get some great ideas. Two, you're going to show people this isn't as easy as you think it is. And and, and <laughs> if you have yep. the solution, bring it to us. And when the solution isn't delivered on a silver platter, then people might stop their complaining so much about it. Also, I think... What you're going to realize with this prize is you will get the algorithm better, but I think it could be there could be something to in the future having a manual override component, maybe getting some of your realtor partners involved. Obviously, there's a lot of logistics to it. I don't know, and you guys don't know, and you'd have to test. But if I win the million dollar prize, I'll share it with you, Tucker. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do I get a cocktail out of it? You're going to buy me a beer out of that million bucks, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's not a bad idea. It's something that I've thought about too. So, Any final thoughts, Veronica, Jay, Zillow, anything about any of this stuff? I just think agency to adopt. I think that consumers are speaking loud and clear. And I, I got to get back to sending out some CMAs so we can convert more. <laughs> Good, for you. Good for you. Go answer that phone call, Veronica. Did somebody jump on that? I hope. Oh, my. My my OSA already did already said they actually said send over the listing docs so they can take a look at them. Awesome, keep me posted. Wow. Real time leads converted. Look at that. That's amazing. I don't really have much to add to <laughs> other than what Veronica said. I I get why agents freak out. They they shouldn't. And I realize that I'm a paid Zillow employee, and of course I'm going to say that. So I understand if people don't believe me. I wish. Every one of these agents that has issues with Zillow could spend three minutes in this office that I'm sitting in right now and talk to some of these Zillow employees that I work with every day. We are busting our ass, pardon my language, to help real estate agents be more successful. That is not going to stop. That's what we do. And no, we're not helping real estate agents be more successful out of the kindness of our heart, okay? We want real estate agents to be more successful because of exactly what I said earlier. Successful agents that buy advertising make more money and they buy more advertising, which is what we sell. That's why we're here. That's why there's 3,000 employees at Zillow busting their tails to help agents be more successful every single day. And thanks Good. for having me. Yeah, great closing thoughts too. Thank you so much. I know you're both very, very busy. I appreciate you. And I know Tucker does as well, carving out time out of your schedule to help us address some of these topics that are top of mind with so many in our industry. We're going to be sure to get this podcast out to so many of them through various channels we have. And thank you for all you guys do at, at Zillow J. I do yeah. appreciate you guys. And usually the ones who dislike you are the ones that don't get how to work with you and, and use the product from my experience. Those who do, and, and I know plenty of them, as does Veronica, they get it and love you guys. And 
So much of my success, Jay, has been directly tied to betting big and getting to understand the Zillow model early, early in my career, much like Veronica, too. Yeah, well, we appreciate your business. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Everybody out there and listening around this episode 66. This was a good one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to our show and make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.